0: This is an Irish independent podcast.
1: We found that we can get 50 kilowatts of power pretty easily in any town or village in Ireland from ESP. Because it's new technology, a lot of the time you're educating people as well as looking for permissions. For some instances, um, there, there are no rules written for this. Where we would have identified sites, we, we have to identify the correct way of fitting a charge point of which there is no rule book for at the minute. So Ireland's a little behind in, in having to write the rule book.
0: Hello, and you're welcome to The Big Tech Show with me, Adrian Weckler, in association with Square. Square can help with your business needs from menu management and online ordering to payments. Visit square.com for more. Now, what's going on with Ireland's electric car charging network? Are we stuck with one of the worst networks in Europe? Or might things actually start to look up very soon? EasyGo CEO, Chris Kelly, you're very welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you very much, Adrian.
0: Now, Chris, there's a few things I wanted to ask you because we've done beginner's guide to electric cars and the network in Ireland. You are looking over a pretty developed network and you're growing pretty quickly at the moment. Um, Just give me, before we get into some of the issues, give me uh, a summary of how many chargers you're into in Ireland.
1: Yeah, so currently um, we've access for our drivers onto over 5,000 charge points on the island. And uh, that's across 1,500 locations.
0: Okay, and for the person who doesn't have an electric car and is maybe considering it, they will have read about and listened to stuff giving out about chargers, that a lot of them are slow chargers, some of them are fast chargers. Generally speaking, of the... A couple of thousand charges that there are around the country. How many of them are could be considered to be
1: fast chargers? Yeah, so there's a little over three hundred of those are fast okay. chargers. Um, out there. We're, we're seeing we're seeing more come on board um with, with some of the four courts on the motorway service stations is offering fast charging services too.
0: Okay. And just to put that into context, a fast charger would be something that can charge your car maybe to half. Within about maybe forty minutes, something like that.
1: That's it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're you're looking at the slowest charge point is probably uh, the slowest DC fast charger is probably going to to add um 150 kilometers to your car in in little under 30 minutes.
0: Yeah, which I don't know. Uh, one of the big resistance points to going electric, I have to say, and I say this as as an electric car owner I bought six months ago, is that issue. It it is a lot slower than just you know, a two-minute hit for your petrol or diesel. But anyway, that's a well-worn path. We're not going to get into that now. One of the things I wanted to ask you about was a lot of just people would, who are not familiar with the situation, they would ask the question: Why are there still relatively so few chargers? I mean, if a filling station wants to put in, you know, eight high-speed chargers, what is it that stops them doing that? I mean, I've spoken before about. Issues with the grid, but from your perspective, what is it that that what
1: are the barriers there? Uh, there's a few different barriers. Um, you, you have to get a, some uh, buy-in from a lot of stakeholders, and um, because it's new technology, um, a lot of the time you're educating people as well as looking for permissions. And for some instances, um, uh, there there are no rules written for this. Um, so where we would have identified sites. Um, yeah. we, we have to identify the correct way of fitting a charge point of which there is no rule book for at the minute. So Ireland is a little behind in, in having to write the rule well, book. C- can
0: I, mean, I just ask you about that? I mean, I, I mentioned filling stations, for example. Let's say I own a filling station and I want to put in, say, two charge points or three charge points. And I'm I'm telling somebody down the pub, yeah, yeah I'm going to uh, apply and hopefully I'll have them in six weeks' time. There's that. That's pretty delusional, isn't it?
1: Yes, it is delusional, unless there is power available on the site as it is. It takes time to get power to the site to be able to provide power for the chargers.
0: And again, just for somebody who doesn't know about these things, just to explain that. So there is actually power on the site. I mean, if I put in a plug and want to boil a kettle or the cash register or the Wi-Fi router, there there is power going to that site. But we're talking about an order
1: of magnitude of power, aren't we? That's that's there higher. Is, yeah. And that's that's where the, the difference is. And I think that's uh, where where a lot of misunderstanding is picked up. Um that it's not just the power that's there, it's the volume of power, the amount that's needed to put into your car. Um, you know, we we, we look at the power coming into a home, for instance, and, and mm. a home typically takes in a power to a level of thirteen kilowatts. I'm just gonna keep the number simple, but 13. And that's
0: for just regular stuff that you do. Your, your
1: regular home. house, and that's your house at maximum capacity right 13 kilowatts um, 13 kilowatts at mac that's if you had almost everything turned on in your house yeah but that you know that's that's the limit that it can take um whereas when you're charging a car through a fast charge point um some of the fast charge points the 200 kilowatt charge point um if you divide 12 into 200 that tells you how many houses worth of power it takes um mm. for, for running that charger and that's just power given out in in a matter of minutes to to put into your car and so if we were in a country like saudi
0: arabia i'm just uh, off the top of my head you'd imagine that that kind of power and infrastructure could be built pretty quickly in ireland everyone i talk to says it's quite difficult to get that sort of power put into a site you know from from a fresh request takes a long time months maybe a year is that is that about right
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely it is. Mm. It, it does take time to get it in because um, ESP networks have to supply the power to a particular area where you, you have, and you've got certain protocols um, mm. to adhere to. Um, and, and then, of course, you've got to look at return on investment as well for as a charge. Oh, well, yeah, yeah,
0: and that's a different issue. We, we might address that uh, down the road. But in terms of the power issue, so, so obviously there are lots of different... Um, issues around power and infrastructure in ireland they're they're well worn but it's not as simple i take it as just ringing up the esb and saying i would like to have um a couple of high speed chargers you know can you come out and do it the that, that doesn't
1: happen, right? No, no, it's, it's absolutely not as simple as that. So we've worked within ESB rules and regulations to try and find the easiest way to roll out a fast charging network. And one we've identified is that the easiest way to get power, because there, there is power out there, it's just mm. getting the, the volume of power. But we found that we can get 50 kilowatts of power pretty easily. In any town or village in Ireland from ESP. Okay. And that's why you'll see EasyGo 50 kilowatt chargers around the place. So we're putting in. Uh, so
0: just a 50 kilowatt charger. Again, I'm thinking of people yeah. who aren't familiar with this. I am use sometimes EasyGo's 50 kilowatt chargers. And in my car, that will give me about half of a full charge, which for my car would be maybe 200 kilometers or so of range. It will do that in about 40 minutes.
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: Okay, so it's a, that that's what you're getting with that. So you find it easier to build, and that's not the very fast charges because DSB, for example, will have I think 150 watt yeah. chargers around the place, and they're like that's a marvel to see that happening in relative terms. You plug it in, you can see the percentage going up in real time. It's 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 fantastic, and there's that's the, the real uh you're like it's like getting five numbers in the lottery to get one of those when you're on your trip uh, out and about
1: and and it's something that we're aiming towards putting in ourselves but as i say for the quick wins to get the volume of chargers out there that Mm. are needed And to fit within the framework of available power and applications for power with ESB, 50 kilowatts happens to be just the sweet spot that you're working with. Mm. Um, So rather than not put in a charge point or wait a year for 150 kilowatts to be available at a particular cost, we can find it much easier to put in a 50 kilowatt charger now yeah. and of course putting in the 50 now does not mean it's a 50 forever putting in the 50 now means the infrastructure is there to be mm. able to get an upgrade later on down the line and the 50 is in place while we wait for the upgrade
0: electricity issues aside um do filling station operators what's their attitude toward uh, electric charge points because sometimes you'll 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 drive into one and it's over in the corner and it's away from the main pumps and sometimes it's not very well signposted and there's sometimes there's no queuing mechanism to to get onto it it during uh, busy times do they see these as being valuable or just something
1: they're kind of putting in just as an afterthought um okay well i suppose the petrol station is there so it is an afterthought um, electrically, they have to keep it away from the pumps because mm-hmm. of, of uh, you know, that the, I suppose that w- when you're connecting something new, there's possibility of spark and things like that. So you don't want that near any of, of the, uh, the the petrol diesel fumes. Um, putting them away in a corner. Um, a, a lot of the time, it's where you can get the power and bring the power to. Um, I know yeah. some sites do it very well to bring it very very close. Um, mm-hmm. But again, I think uh, it's something that's looked at from where can we get the power on? what's the shortest route and the easiest way to get charge points in.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you see petrol station operators, as the number of electric cars grows, and it's by far the fastest growth segment of new car sales, um, do you think see petrol station operators seeing their own properties, their own stations becoming a little bit more like kind of food stops and destinations i mean we had an interview with uh, apple greens md fiona matthews uh, two weeks ago and she was kind of hinting at that i remember when apple green came into the market the stations tended to be bigger the the directly owned ones that is they had food courts and you know you could if all things being equal you would probably stop there rather than stopping at a smaller station with which just had a few a few kiosks Do you think that's the way it's going to go?
1: For motorway services, yes. Um, Mm -hmm. And and it it suits. People are moving. People don't want to drive off the motorway for for 10 minutes to go into the center of the nearest town to charge up. Um, They don't want to stop at a supermarket to charge up uh, when when they're on a long journey. So the motorway service stations stations can service that. Um, But personally, I don't see... uh, petrol stations and, and fuel cords as the places to put charge points. Mm. Um, I know personally, and, and I drive EV myself, Adrian, I've been driving for four years. And uh, when I find that I stop at a, a petrol station or fuel court like that, um, yes, I do want to go inside. And yes, I probably will buy something that's not really healthy for me. Um, and yes, I will sit and eat it while I'm waiting for my car to charge. Um but I do it only if I have to charge up. I would much rather be parked at a supermarket and go stop for 20 minutes, 30 minutes and carry out the shopping that needs to be done or stop in a town and have a meeting or stop in a hotel and go for lunch Um, and, and something like that, a a home cooked meal rather than, than, you know, something on the go. So I think there are places that you're going to see charge points go into more rather than uh, petrol stations. And, you you can see the difference on petrol stations within a town and a petrol station that's on a motorway. Mm. Um, There's a lot more to do and a lot more um, services available on the motorway service stations, but there's a lot less in the towns.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it did seem that hotels and destinations were putting in chargers, albeit fairly slow chargers, um, to, to cater for that type of activity you were talking about. Maybe less so now, though, like some of the ones that I was getting a free charge off, because a lot of them were free. They mm. were seen as being marketing uh, devices. They either don't work or they just let them run out or, the, the you know, the, the ones that I frequent anyway. Are, are you saying that there might be a resurgence in that, that that is something that the market's interested in?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, the AC charging, definitely for overnight guests um to mm. stop and charge um you you probably see yourself if you're traveling and you're away and you know you've got a bit of a journey the next day it's nice to wake up with a full tank um with yeah. you on your journey so you don't have to be concerned about stopping um, but uh we're working with um hotel groups now where we're we're putting in the fast charge points um and you know, th- there is an in-between as well. There's 24 kilowatt charging as well as, as, as uh, uh, 50. And, you know, we, we spoke about it there. Um, and and t- typically your, your battery size these days is about 50 to 70, 75, 80 in size. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, just to explain, a, f- a size 50 charge point puts in 50 in an hour. So if your battery size is 50, it'll fill it in an hour. If your battery size is 75, it'll get it up to two-thirds in an hour. And that's, mm. that's how the, the maths work. The slow charge points, they charge at either 7.5 or, or 11 in an hour. And, mm. and they're designed for overnight charging.
0: I'm conscious of the way that we're building out our society at the moment, and certainly around the cities, Dublin in particular, it's mostly apartments because that, that's how you get density uh, quickly. Um, but with more people living in apartments, of course that creates more challenges for people who want to drive a car an electric car in particular because in my driveway i have a charge point because it's a house and that's that's fine in an apartment you're lucky if if the car park was farsighted enough to have a handful and it is really only a handful of of chargers how do you see that playing out
1: thankfully um the, the new government department zevi have uh, got involved with this and they've they've identified it they identified it last year and they they spoke to a i suppose a group of ev charge installers like ourselves to see, okay what can the solution be and um they've they've actually uh, invested 15 no it's more than 15 million i think it's about 70 80 million in this mm-hmm. where they are going to provide um uh, the infrastructure for apartment complexes now Um, yeah
0: what do you think that will look like do you have any idea
1: yeah, um, I, I know from our own plans, um, we're looking at putting in between 10 and 20 charge points per apartment complex. Uh, of course, we'll put in a whole new electrical mm-hmm. connection into it um, that'll be connected to the Easy Go charge network, and uh, you'll be able to start and stop the charging. So we don't have to connect back to the house or back to the apartment anymore.
0: So, just to clarify what that would be, say you put 10 or 20 in, do you mean you would put 10 or 20? It's, it's a capacity for 10 or 20 cars? Yeah. Okay. And that would be split between the different standards, would it? Like the Leafs, Chad Mobile, versus the Volkswagen
1: and all the others? They, they, they would all be AC charging because okay. an apartment AC, yeah, treated yeah. like a home yeah. and uh, the, they would be charging sockets, which means you charge with the lead that comes with the car so we don't have to worry about the type of, of vehicle. That it is.
0: And let's say... To take the maximum of that 20 mm. but you have a block of say 180 apartments
1: oh we've we've no we've no limit on this um okay. we're we're looking at putting this in to start with um mm-hmm. because for us putting in the infrastructure there's a lot of apartment blocks out there we'd rather put 10 or uh, 10 to 20 in each apartment complex and then build as needed um there's no limit on this
0: Slightly different issue in terms of using the network, using services like EasyGo, um, ESB, as well as some of your rivals to to what you offer. Um, do you see a time when it's simpler to use? And what I mean by that is someone I know who was renting an electric car, had never driven an electric car before, she wanted to take it up to Belfast and she was ranting about it at the end of the week because she said she has to sign up for two or three different accounts you to get different cards she didn't know what was going on um there do seem to be a lot of separate things that you have to do just to charge your car depending on where you arrive and
1: who runs the charger yeah okay i'm time for a shameless plug here on this one (laughs) (laughs) um and, and look it's something that we're proud of it's something that we we offer and we we can do um with the Easy Go app, you know mm. she could have downloaded the Easy Go app, um, added credit to it, whatever she needed or, or yeah. thought she was going to use for the the, the uh, her duration, or else she could have used pay as you go. She chose the chose the station and just paid for that charging station as it was through the app. So, um, so,
0: but again, like from her point of view, so she goes on to the Easy Go app. She downloads that among the other apps that she is told to download. Okay, there's three or four. Um, she then. Rocks up to what is a blue and white. Looks like it's an ESB station. Now what?
1: Now she just chooses that on the EasyGo app and presses start charging. Okay. We have interoperability between uh, ESB e-cars and Ionity charge points on our app. Um, So... I completely agree, with, and 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 hear what. Can you're you saying. see
0: how this is confusing? Like someone, someone who is used to rocking up to a petrol station, literally taking the nozzle out, sticking in it. Doesn't matter what petrol station. It doesn't matter what car she has. And now, she is kind of expected to do a little course or have <laughs> a cert in,
1: in knowing how to do it because it's complex and and it's new um, and. A lot of the protocols are still not there. Um, to try and simplify things from our perspective, all of our fast chargers now have a credit card payment on them. So you can mm. just tap a credit card and plug in and, and start charging.
0: And that's a flat fee, by the
1: way, is it? Uh, no, it's not a flat fee. You're billed for what you use.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that there is one go charger on your network yes. where I rack up sometimes. It will take a flat fee of 20 euro off me. And it will charge from zero to 100. It will charge no matter what uh, uh, I have. It will charge from zero uh, to 200 to from, from whatever I'm at. I'm reluctant to tell you where it is just because I'm getting great value out of it.
1: No, that's okay. You are. You're getting good value <laughs> from it. Um, yeah. And that's that's a pre-authorization that's taken um, from it. And once you've got your pre-authorization through, um, you can charge right up to the limit of that pre-authorization. So you're getting your tw- your, your your fill for 20 euros.
0: Yep great everyone's happy there um the last thing i i I would ask you is it's a general point about education and about people knowing what they're getting and this applies as much to actually getting an electric car as well so we've we've mentioned range we've mentioned the amount of time it takes to to fill a battery or half fill a battery um I do wonder as well whether there isn't a little bit of frustration among people who are switching over to electric cars about what they are told by manufacturers and sales salesmen about things like range and about things like charging. Um, I, I don't think, for example, that most people are told that you shouldn't charge to more than 80% of your battery. So when people talk about range as being 400 kilometres, what they're really saying is that's from zero to 100 you you shouldn't do that you should you should keep it at a little bit over 300 kilometers and then that sort of starts to uh to impact where you think you can go similar with charging um people we've just had a discussion about charging technology now and i hope that anyone listening will be better educated and uh wiser for it but for someone who's just switching over, who they just see a charger, they rock up to the charger. It might be on the street. They plug it in, and
1: two hours later, they're still only at thirty or forty percent. You know, yeah. um, I, I think if you're going to go down the route of EV, um, and, and it's something that I've seen and learned over the years, please do do your um, uh, do, do your own checks on it. Mm. Talk to people who have EVs. Um, listen to podcasts like you've got with Adrian Weckler so that you can actually understand what's really happening out there because you're dead right. There, there's a lot of paperwork out there about what a car does. And, and you know, it's, it's easy to pick just that headline figure out and say the car will do this. Of course, it'll do that under the extreme perfect circumstances. But you've got to look and see, does an EV fit into my life? Is it going to disrupt my life? Is it going to make my life any more difficult? Am I prepared for this? Um, I, I spoke with my parents last year, um, and, and uh, you know, my my mum was, um, and she she passed this year, but uh, she she was, you know, Chris, you're in this space. I, we want to get an EV. We want to support what you're doing. And uh, I said, look, you do five thousand kilometers a year in your petrol mm-hmm. car. You're probably the worst person in the world to get an mm-hmm. EV because it would suit you, but you're not going to have any savings from it. You don't drive enough to make that much of an impact on what it is that you're doing. It's going to have to disrupt a lot of your life to bring in a technology that you might struggle a little to understand. And not only that, I don't want to be getting phone calls to say we're going into town. We've got 80 percent and it's five kilometers away. Well, I have enough to get me there and back. So. Um, It's it's understand the vehicle that you're getting, understand what it can do and talk to drivers. Absolutely talk to drivers because drivers will tell you straight out, it'll do this, it'll do that, it won't do this. And then find where the chargers are. Most most people use the same routes. Um, Adrian, I I know you go from uh, Dublin, you go across west. You Mm -hmm. know the chargers to go to you know the charge that's going to give you the best value as well. And it's it's understanding that and, and keeping up to date with that. Uh,
0: It also helps if you're religious, because if, you, if you, you need to say a novena in the 20 or 30 minutes before you arrive at it, that's free. But anyway, that's a different story. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, there is that, there is that. But look, that's, that's something that we're working towards uh, uh, improving. Um, I know from an easy go perspective, we're looking at putting out um, over 200 charge points per year now um going forward so that will really help the situation
0: and will they be majority will be a mix of 24 and
1: 50s or they'll, they'll be majority 50s and 75s okay. yeah okay and you you will see some charging hubs of of uh i know mm-hmm. we're looking at one at the minute with multiple 180s in it
0: okay wow mm-hmm. so that would be really really fast if uh in relative terms um if that um goes ahead well look chris kelly thank you very much for explaining all that to us that was uh, very interesting chris kelly there the easy go ceo and th- thanks also to tabitha Monahan who produced today to conan doherty on video and niall McMonagle on sound from me adrian weckler you've been watching or listening to the big tech show in association with square thank you very much and we'll talk to you the same time next week Bye bye chachten an indo askeliger Time imon irok the end of chacht er e e a chor agusuliger am markansch gorfeder chor in uik kart len winterthing skilti fis turmi nach ara igornamion an and even our own third-order accession, Vin Marev. Find us on all the
1: usual podcast platforms.